welcome to the Bumblecast. I'm your host, Ian Flynn, the Bumble King, and joining me as always is my Bumble co-host, Kyle, JCRB Kraus. Hi, what's up? How you doing? What's going I'm, on? I'm all right, I'm all right, how are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing, I'm doing great. Doing fantastic. We're here to answer more questions. It's amazing. We are, we are. Today is the standard Q&A. Folks who've fired off questions either to our email, to our Twitter, commented in the YouTube videos. Uh, All sorts of other else? places, wherever, wherever, wherever questions are sold. <laughs> <laughs> our non $5 patrons, I guess that comes over too. Sometimes, yep, yep. Sometimes throw those in there, but all this week. All these questions are coming to us courtesy of folks on Twitter. All right. So if you want to join those fine folks, head over to at Bumblecast on the Twitters.com. <laughs> I don't know what what's at the Twitters.com, but it's not there. It's at Twitter.com. Please don't actually search the Twitters. It's probably something dirty, and I would get in trouble for it. So... <laughs> Let's see. Let's make sure. I'm going to check right now. Oh, no. It's not loading, so I think we're good. Okay. <laughs> Although... Please, nobody buy the domain and make it dirty and thus retroactively <laughs> make me a jerk. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Yeah. All right, here we go for real. <laughs> this is one from Lavieri. Lavieri. Lavieri? I... What do... Ah, hmm. Sorry if I mispronounced this. Let me know if it's what it is. So, to be clear, having the comic set post-Forces was your idea, right? Also, besides the occasional notes and approval from Sega, this comic is mostly how you want it, right? After Forces was my idea, and everybody said, yeah, it makes sense, so that's what we did. As long as we didn't make it too obvious it was After Forces. Sega didn't want us directly referencing in that too much. Um, and comics are a collective cooperative experience um they are a collaborative process yeah which so, some previous creators on the book did not seem to really recognize but we yeah, won't get well, into that i mean i'm not gonna say the book is like 100 percent exactly as i envisioned it as an artist but yeah now come on now i i'm not dissatisfied with the book you're the one who kind of shapes its direction generally and you're the one who well, comes up to. with it well, yeah, yeah. You're you're the one who pitches the story ideas, and Sega either approves or disapproves. Generally, it's not like they don't usually come to you with a story well, idea. Nowadays, right? but sometimes they I, do. Well, nowadays, if I have a story idea, I take it to Evan first. I'm well, like, hey, does this kind of jive with what you were thinking? Would this fit anywhere? Mm -hmm. And if she's receptive to it, then I clean it up and I'll pass it on to IDW. And if they like it, pass that on to Sega. Right, so. right, right. Yeah, it's a, it's more of a process, but, you know, the general idea is that you come up with the initial pitch and then you pitch the stories and then from there it goes through Revisions whatever and process and... and yeah. Yep. So here's a question from Francisca. A crazy idea that popped into my head comparing boom knuckles and tumble. Who's smarter? Who's stronger? And who's more muscular? Uh... I think that really would depend on what's funnier at the moment. <laughs> I think a general knuckles would be smarter than tumble or I, okay. Boom knuckles though. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, okay. this is the man who tried to eat his own hand sandwich. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, 
he he also has moments of genuine intelligence. Which is why I say it kind of depends on what would be funnier at the moment. I guess that's true, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the entire conflict would arrive from the fact that he wants to get on the rhyme thing, too, and Tumble's very defensive over it. It's <laughs> only a rough-and-tumble thing. And that's what the entire fight is about until they've forgotten what they were fighting over. Oh, yeah. And then they're gym bros. <laughs> now, aside from that, I imagine uh, musculature and raw strength is comparable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Boom Knuckles kind of has cartoon logic strength at times, but in general, I think they're about on par. Yeah. Who would win in a fight? Uh, I don't know. Probably neither Boom of Knuckles. them. Huh? Boom Knuckles. Oh, yeah. True. He's the hero, Tumble. so he's got to win. <laughs> Tumble's a rough dude. He can... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, rough is a rough this dude. He's a rough dude, yeah. I knew it the minute I Rougher said Rougher than leather, tougher than leather. <laughs> You tumble. You can call me Tumble. I'm like Knuckles. Tumble is a chuckle. bad dude. Tumble's <laughs> a bad dude. He can he can hold his own, but he needs Rough to back him up. Knuckles Knuckles can perform on his own. Oh yeah. I agree. Alright, here's one from Tay Luigi Jumprower, which is a great name. <laughs> <laughs> can you at least tell us if the mandates are as tight as ever? Oh man, them dates are tight. <sighs> can- can we do like a control replace all for the word mandate to say like the company standards just to make it sound as ridiculous as it is? Yeah, yep, yep. I'm not calling you out, Jump Brower. That this is a specific general yeah. thing for yeah. me. But I mean, yes and no. Yes, in that they haven't changed really. No, in that we have a somewhat more direct line or maybe clearer line with Sega where I think we're able to talk around a few things every now and again, but yes. in that sometimes even with that direct line, things are vetoed anyway. It's, I don't know. I don't think it's any better or worse. It is what it is. Sometimes you just got to have a tight mandate. <laughs> keep your, keep your mandates tight. Yep. There's one from James M. Given the backlash Sega's received for the direction they've taken Shadow in, will they change course and move his portrayal right back to how he was portrayed in the 2000s? Or will they do something similar, but that's not his 2000s portrayal? I honestly don't know, James. Um, It requires certain people to acknowledge that and for (laughs) things to change. Yeah. I don't know. At this point, I'm just kind of sitting back and seeing how things pan out. All right, here's one from Menace. How do you feel about the writing in Sonic Forces where most characters lost personality and feel useless? That's a bit of a loaded question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a, a leading leading question. Yeah, I mean, you're not totally wrong, but I mean, we've seen melodrama in the past. Oh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> since Sonic Adventure 1, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, I don't know. It didn't strike me as especially egregious overall. I didn't think so either. No, it it definitely tried to. It it bit off more than it could chew. Oh yeah, there was a there was a sweeping war epic to be told, and they had the budget of not a sweeping war epic. Mm-hmm. So a, a lot got lost on the cutting room floor, and there's more that I could speculate on more that I could talk about that I have heard 
and experienced first and second hand, but you know the expression don't bite the hand that feeds? Mm-hmm. I, I don't really feel like I'm in a position where I can comfortably speak carte blanche about creative decisions on Sonic and Sega game writing, especially these days. So I'm going to abstain. What are you, some kind of corporate shill? Yeah, I guess. Do you, do you hate creators? You want companies to own everything? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Bills get paid. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are my lights on? Is my water running? Hail the mouse. <laughs> That's right. You don't want creators to have any rights. None whatsoever. Yep. And corporations to own everything. That's me to a T. You freaking, you freaking shill. I'm a monster. Corporate, you corporate toady. Cog in the machine. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Uh, now that's one guy I'd say fuck off to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's a question from Saturn five three seven. Ian, with the Archie Mega Man comics, when you got to Mega Man five, how were you going to handle the Robot Master's knowledge of the Proto Man they're working for? Are they programmed to think he's the real Proto Man, or did they know he's actually Dark Man four? I'd have to go back and review my notes because I can't remember if at any point in Mega Man 5 do you see like a fake Proto Man? Like does Dark Man take on his form? Or is it all just implied in the story that it's blamed on Proto Man and it's never actually him. It's always the Dark Man who looked nothing like him. Like I can't remember off the top of my head how yeah, it plays out. I don't remember either, but so that that would be the main thing is determining do we ever see a false proto man and if so what is its nature is it like a transformation that dark man 4 takes is it another copy is it a hologram uh do the robot masters even care you know or are they just simply following orders it's uh, i didn't go back and look for my mind is for because we got so close I know to telling that story. I know. Ah. And beyond that, I'd have to like actually sit down and you know re-review and take my notes again. Yeah, yeah. I think he did like look like Proto Man though. Like at some point, because I mean, it's literally Proto Man's castle is what it, the final area is called. Yeah, but do you actually so... see like fake Proto Man? Is my is my thing. I think so. Is there an is there a you know evil sprite that gets shot by the? Because I want to say I, I remember now that you see Proto Man and then the real Blues jumps in and shoots at him or something. But right. maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it's been a long time since I played through five, so I don't remember exactly myself. But great music though. Mega Man Five has a freaking freaking banging soundtrack. Doesn't get enough love. All right, here's one from Andrew. Mega Man X Dive mentions the Zero games as to take place in another timeline and act as if Zero always looked that way. What are your thoughts on this, and do you think Omega should have had the X design? Well, I think there's also this kind of mentality that Classic and X might just be separate timelines as well, despite all the connectivity. Yeah, there's some weird stuff going on there. It's this lack of commitment to the brands, which to a degree I understand because you have this 
looming sword of Damocles over classics. Like at what point does it end and X begins and where's the classic cast, you know? Right. Why the Cooney, the neon nineties as hell dystopia begin. (laughs) That's I can understand not wanting to pull the trigger on that, but I don't know. I'm working under the mentality that zero is a continuation of that timeline because it says as much for the most part. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, all the threads are there. I would argue that there's a better connection between the Zero series and X than there is between Classic and X. Yeah. The only difference is is that after X5, things become really wonky. Yeah, there's that. Because the intention was for X5 to lead into Zero, so it would be, you know, X6 and beyond are kind of in this weird kind of limbo zone where they just dubiously canon at best i mean i wouldn't mind if we got a let's see we got it to what x8 yeah so you know give me my x9 that you know resolves all the lingering stuff the sigma infecting axel and you know show us the first wisps you know all the characters get a physical upgrade so that they sync better with the zero era designs and then you've got the excuse of why Omega takes that form and still looks like a zero era armor. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a very strange disconnect there that I don't know. That the art style shift is strange. Then you got Somebody command like- mission that apparently takes place in twenty two XX, just like the zero games. Yeah, but now so command mission they weird. did straight up say it's it's an alternate thing. I guess so, yeah. It does not fit at all. No. There's places where you could maybe try to wedge it in there, but it's its own thing. I know. That's fine. But there's so many elements in Command Mission that I would love to see just be codified as part of the main timeline, but... Yeah. Well, you know. I mean, last episode we had somebody ask what I would do with, you know, full control over the Sonic series... And it's like, I would almost feel more satisfied grabbing the reins on the Mega Man series just to push the agenda of making these connections. Tell the stories that need to be told, okay? Just get it done. Yeah. Make it clear, make it concise, and just wrap it up and get Volnut off the moon. (laughs) Capcom seems to have the same apprehension of actually messing with the status quo of Mega Man in the same way Sega has the apprehension of messing with the status quo of Sonic. So, hmm. It's stuff like this that drives me crazy and just makes me want to do my original stuff. Yeah. It's like, ah, I can't control this. Let me do something I can control. Oh, wait, that's a lot harder when you don't have an international company banking you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Excuse me, backing you and banking all of the stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it is. All right, here's one from Jewel Love Daily. I really love Jewel as a character, so I was curious. Will she ever play a bigger role sometime in the future? Maybe delve into her character and give her a reason for why she is the way she is? Also, what other characters would you like to see her interact with? Um, no, not to knock your favorites, but Jewel was never a top priority character in my mind. She was a tertiary character. Supporting cast to the supporting cast. Somebody for Tangle to bounce off of when Tangle's getting more focus. Uh, she has grown in her importance well beyond what I expected. 
<laughs> and she definitely got some uh, highlight in Evan's last story. So, and she's definitely she's she's pretty popular. So yeah, so it's great. Yeah, it's that's out of my hands. It may just be a matter of I need to reevaluate and see what I can contribute down the line, or maybe Evan has greater plans for her. I don't know. <laughs> or do I know and I can't say anything? <clears throat> Hashtag knowing smile. Is that where we are now? Are we in knowing smile? Are we in the knowing smile zone? We don't really have. Actually, there is. No, wait. Does she show up in that one? I'd have to look at the spring break. <laughs> no, 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 no. I should not speculate about that out mm-hmm. loud. <laughs> Here's one from Mark A. I want to ask, how would Goku versus Sonic go down? A lot of people use Solaris, but what about Beerus, Jiren, or Frieza? Yes, Solaris was godlike in power, and yes, Goku is godlike in power. But Solaris was a stationary object that shot a few laser beams at a time. (laughs) Goku is an instantaneous moving martial arts expert. Supersonic might be resilient enough to take a few hits. He might be able to hit hard enough that Goku would feel it. But at this stage, no, Goku is on orders of magnitude so far beyond Sonic, it's not even worth mentioning. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Keep in mind, you needed Supersonic to team up with Super Silver and Super Shadow to beat Solaris into enough of a submission that he could time travel back and, you know, cheap shot him when he didn't have godly power. Goku at the Saiyan saga would have been at planetary destruction level. And we're well past that. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. (laughs) Plus Goku has Bulma in her corner and that's just hard to beat, you know, hard to beat Bulma. There's one from Nitroactive. We've once again got the same news about Lost Hedgehog Tales from Ian we've been getting for years now. It's bad enough that Archie Sonic is dead, but many characters will likely never be seen again in new Sonic media. Can we Archie Sonic fans please get good news for once? I'm sorry, Nitro. This has become sort of a like a, a bit of an albatross for Sonic fans. It's like a monkey's paw hanging off of Ian's neck. Ah, I mean, Kyle pretty much said it all. I got nothing for you. Sorry. Yeah, I know it sucks. It's frustrating. But I think, uh, I hope it'll be worth it once it's actually, once you're in the clear to actually uh, to unleash the the hedgehog tails, then we'll, uh, well, I mean, we'll be good. When, when we reach that point, if everything falls into place, that's going to be small potatoes. That'll be a fun missive thing for the folks who are like super into it and care. The, I'm hoping for bigger and better things than lost hedgehog tails, but mm-hmm. that is nowhere near the horizon as far as I know. So for now we just, it is what it is. Yeah. Yep. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back with more Bumblecasty goodness on the Bumblecast. Because that's where you get Bumblecast, right? Is on the Bumblecast. Typically, yes. Generally. I don't know where else you get Bumblecast. Where, did, where else do you get Bumblecast, Ian? I don't know. Bandcamp? Hmm. 
Yeah, true. Patreon.com. Other streaming services? Yeah, patreon.com slash Bumblecast. You can get it there. Our YouTube <laughs> channel? Yeah, you go there. KNGI.org. That's where you can find the MP3 podcast versions and download those. Universally upon the internet? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know where we're going with this. <laughs> Circles, mostly. Okay. <laughs> Sounds about right. And we're back. The question from Spider Wuss. How many universes are present in the game Sonic Multiverse? Was Solaris going to destroy all of those universes, including Imaginary World? So far, in terms of modern Sonic, we've got three? You've got the normal one, you've got Blaze's World, and then you've got the alternate split-off dimensional classic one. Um, I feel like we answered this recently where I'm like looking. boom doesn't count. It's its own thing. Yeah. I'm looking that up. Uh, movie doesn't count. That's its own thing until they cross over with modern. They don't count as that multiverse. Um, as far as I know, or as far as I can think of off the top of my head, that's it. There's probably something super minute. Like there's the storybook worlds, but I don't really count those. I mean, maybe they count. Yeah, sure, we'll count those. Um, and then Imaginary World, I don't know. I mean, it Dream World off of the modern world. It's its own thing, so maybe that does count as multiverse. And if Solaris is going to eat up all in time and space of the modern universe, that might affect Imaginary World, but I don't think it would technically affect the other ones. Well, no, because Classic Hit and Sp- split off at that point. So yeah, I would have eaten classic too. God, I hate time travel. <laughs> There's also the special stages and null space. Yeah. Things like that. I don't know. This might just be alter does might just be dimensions, right? Not like whole on universe. Like special stage I think is being counted more as a game mechanic and not an actual thing. Last I heard. Mm. It's kinda sad. It's got good music. Sonic 3. Mm. Oh, well. No no uh, checkerboard balls for you, I guess. Here's one from Miyaga. Masking assumptions that you even remember. Had Archie Mega Man somehow reached X4, how would you have liked to depict Double's betrayal? Especially when he chops up those reploids. I would want Double to have shown up well before X4. Yeah, I think most of the X4 cast probably should have shown up well before X4. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. But um, him especially, and have him be the goofy, endearing comic relief that you get attached to, to the point where if you are familiar with the franchise, you're like, huh, are they going to do something different with the story? And if you don't know what's going on, goofy dude, Mm. when that shoe drops... The folks who knew what was coming was going, geez, you made me like this guy, you jerk. <laughs> and the ones who didn't know it was coming going, geez, this is horrible, you jerk. <laughs> it's a real Tommy Turtle definitely <laughs> situation going on here. Made me like I mean, him. How dare you? <laughs> I mean, with Double, it's the vile and inevitable betrayal is baked in. So you got to find a new way to make it sting. Uh, vile. 
Mm. <laughs> uh, I love Mega Man X. It's so silly and yet so serious. <laughs> I don't know. It's just that it's just got that perfect mix of both. You know, it's just something great about it. Here's one from Joey. Just out of curiosity, how old are Rough and Tumble? I assume they're like 19, 20. I don't think we have set ages for them, but they're within the Sonic age range. So somewhere between 15, 20, probably 16 ish. Yep, yep. So middle aged <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to Sonic. <laughs> By anime standards. Yeah, to, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one from Tony Stryker. Hi, Ian, I have a question. And which games did occur from Sonic in the post-Genesis? Well, let's see. We had Sonic 3D Blast for the Saturn. Yeah. You had a Sonic R. You had... Not what he was asking, not what he was asking. Oh, well, it's a post-Genesis. <laughs> I was working under the assumption that most games had occurred. And, you know, classic stuff was when they were younger. And mo- modern games were either the recent past or the near future. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, that's kind of what the fans were going off of for years before yeah. things were I mean, it makes sense. different. It does, which is why Sega changed it, right? Because it made sense. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have that. <sighs> all right, here's one from the Uber Badnik. Did you all give Dr. Starline poison barbs on his boots because of how actual platypodes have poison barbs on their hind legs? Or is this just a funny coincidence? Also, did you know that it should be platypodes and not platypi or platypuses? Yes to both. Yeah. Oh, so it's intentional and also a funny coincidence? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I'm just giving you... You... You! (laughs) Here I am. I'm merely a vessel for the audience. You know this, Ian. (laughs) You're a vessel of something. (laughs) There's one from Shard. Hello there. I know maybe you don't read this, but I will try. Only I wonder what happens to me after my epic fight. Thanks. I guess this is from the actual real Shard. Cool. Yeah. Neat. Well, I mean, you're the one writing after the fact. You know what happened, don't you? You tell me. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. Very cool. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> I think we were still on the fence on what we were going to do with Shard because there were a lot of dramatic directions we could take with it. I yeah. think we were still workshopping what exactly we wanted to do with it because he was a fan favorite. But, you know. A lot of dramatic options. So I don't think we actually had anything set in mind. Yeah, Shard was really cool. I was kind of surprised how much I liked him. I, I don't know what I was expecting, but I, I I wasn't expecting to really like him as much as I did, you know? You, d- you did good. You did good, Ian. It's Metal Sonic, but with Sonic's personality. Essentially, yeah, but still. With a bitchin' coat of paint. I didn't uh, do much. I served you up the same burger, but this time put a smiley face in the ketchup. Well, you know what? Burgers. I still love burgers. (laughs) It's a burger, damn it. (laughs) I still want it. Still delicious. Uh, Where's my my hashtag hard for shard peoples out there? (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. <laughs> Let's go on to the next one. Here's one from a fan of SMBX. On one of your recent casts, you mentioned wanting to work with Nintendo. However, Nintendo is known for their rather restrictive stance on fan works compared to Sega and Capcom. Is that something you consider when deciding if you want to work with a company? Not terribly. I mean, I'm not going to stand by and champion any company necessarily that I'm working for freelancer because ethical consumption of media is a Sisyphean attempt, but um, Nintendo's draconian practices are not remotely acceptable, but they have a stable of IPs that I would enjoy working on. So, yeah, I mean, when they crack down on folks, it's like, sorry, that's their company policy and you can take them to task for it. All I can do is my thing over here. Is that a cowardly and selfish way to take it? Yes. Am I ashamed of it? A little. Does it bother me too much? Not right now because I don't actually work. haven't done anything for Nintendo that's seen the light of day. But uh, we'll cross that moral bridge when we come to it. Unfortunately, companies, um, they have the right to enforce their copyrights how pretty much how they see fit. And it's morally not a great thing, but, I mean, legally, they can do it. So, unfortunately, some of some companies are just more strict than others. And there's been instances in the past, though, where even Sega has kind of cracked down on stuff like Nintendo has. Like, Streets of Rage remake, um, initially, it's back now and better than ever. But for a while, you know, they kind of cracked down on that. Um what was it? Was it like, uh, there were videos on YouTube from one game series. I, I'm, I don't know why I'm trying to, th- I'm just thinking shining force. Cause I don't think it's that, but it might've been, but something got real weird with that where they were claiming videos, shining force videos for copyright. Like, I think they were issuing strikes to channels and stuff over it. I think that was just overzealous, um, legal departments for that one so the corporate the corporate side actually came out and was like uh this was maybe a bit excessive sorry (laughs) they apologized but you know it's it's, every company gets a little little overprotective sometimes i think so nintendo just seems to be especially um egregious about it and same with square enix in a lot of ways too so for a lot of the Final Fantasy and Chrono Trigger fan games and stuff that they've shut down over the years. So it's a shame, but it's within their rights, unfortunately. And here's one from Sonic Man 420. Is there any moments in IDW Sonic you dislike and would like to change if it was possible? I mean, I think we all universally agree the shadow moment in Metal Virus. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's beyond your control. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to say, you know, I didn't get my vision. There's another thing that to say that I could have thought my way around it. Maybe, you know, looking back on it, did I have the opportunity to reevaluate? Could I have come up with something else? I don't think so. I think we were on a kind of a tight deadline and it was like sink or swim. But regardless, there, there's one part. Oh, no. 
restrictions and licensors and whatnot and one part do your damn job you know yeah so it's everybody's fault when you get down to it mm, cool blame everybody sounds good to me yeah <laughs> that way nobody's at fault perfect <laughs> don't take that out. That can... that's nothing that'll come back to bite you in the ass later when it gets clipped <laughs> out of context and put in someone else's <laughs> video um that's the only one that really stands out. There's just a couple other things that I look back on. It's like, ah, could we do, could we have done something different? Maybe like at the metal's revenge, it's like, could we have seen more of super Neo metal? Could we have just done that instead of the dragon again? But it's kind of hard to do a big old group fight on just a singular character. That dragon kind of needed to be there for everyone to beat up on. I don't know. <laughs> I uh, guess. I guess. I mean, Tracy's redesign was an improvement, so oh, that was kind of what I was going for. Absolutely. To be, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> oh, well. Here's a question from Mr. Gengar. Ian, you recently mentioned wanting to work on a Splatoon comic series. Would you follow a new set of characters, like with how the manga treats most of its cast? Or follow the story of the main single-player campaigns with the already existing characters? I don't want to try it out the full pitch on air, because you never know who's listening. But basically, it would be new characters in their own stories set within the Splatoon universe, with a big emphasis on kind of found family and team building and friendship and the serious competitiveness and having fun and the big twist or the, the big finale for the first kind of story arc would be the central characters have their big moment. And then all of Inkopolis loses power because the zap fish was stolen, which leads into Splatoon one. Mm hmm. And then whether or not we actually tie that into everything or not, or just kind of have them on the fringe so that you don't actually see Agent 4 do what they do. It's just, oh, the Zapfish is back and everything's back to normal. Huh, that was weird. I mean, part of that fits is because the Inklings are kind of portrayed as a bit flighty, but uh, it's, not, it's never been a serious pitch. I haven't sat down and polished it. But just the the key points of the team members and where they're from and what their interests are and why they want to compete. And uh, I really want to just go hog wild on it. But again, <laughs> you never know who's listening and uh, filching ideas. So I'm, I'm always tempted when this comes up because I get excited about the idea. And again, and I'm like, anybody out there who wants to just collab on a whole Splatoon comic for funsies, and it's like, don't do that. Don't be that guy. <laughs> and it's not like I got time to work on it anyway, but uh, it's tempting. Yeah, yeah, I know. Gosh, I don't know. I, I, I would like to see that, but I'm, also I would like to see like the Squid Sisters slash Off the Hook in the adventures of those four. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I mean, I guess we got Gomi Pomi's art for that, so... <laughs> If you're not familiar with their their art for uh, of the Squid Sisters and Off the Hook together, it is it is very good, and I I, I adore it. Absolutely wonderful. 
So go look him up. Here's one from that dude that draws. If Kyle controls Sega, does he know when the next Yakuza game will release? Well, does he? <laughs> when it's done. Maybe, <laughs> if you're lucky. Don't don't uh don't look out the don't look out your window. There might be some guys with tattoos out there. You don't know. You don't know you don't know what Sega's connections are with the actual real Yakuza. Hmm. I don't know. What are their connections with the real Yakuza? I kinda wonder. They're coming out with a game series literally called Yakuza and they're still alive, so Hmm. Hmm. What does that mean? What does it mean? Anyway, I'm just I'm just speaking of I'm just speaking theoretically. And our final question this week comes to us from Echo. Can we ask about Sonic's front tires though? See, I tried Googling this and I just got like actual car tires. It's, so it's Ian. It's it's a joke about frontiers. Oh <laughs> but it's front tires. You'd ask about oh. Sonic's front tires. Ian. Ian. Oh. Ian. <laughs> I thought I was missing out on the meme, but it was really the joke in front of me. Yep. Yep. I am dumb. <laughs> no. And entirely too literal minded. <laughs> well, what about Sonic's front tires? I can't talk about it. I'm under an NDA. <laughs> you can talk about Sonic's front tires. <laughs> He's in several racing games right now. Yes, those games are released. This one hasn't released yet. Sonic's I don't know friend. who leaked Sonic Tires. <laughs> Sonic Tires. I don't know when that title's dropping, but I'm not confirming anything beyond that. Sonic Front Tires. <laughs> Sonic's Front Tires. They're attached to his car. They're probably a bit worn out considering how much they gotta drift and slide around, but... You know, I mean, I guess it's safe enough to spoil that the Crush Forty song that uses that as the title is surprisingly kicking. But I mean, it's Crush Forty. Sonic's front tires. <laughs> Sonic's just in a tire. He's like the cheat, <laughs> or maybe, or maybe it's like Axel from Twisted Metal, and he's like between two tires, <laughs> holding out his arms. <laughs> uh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sonic's tires worn out just like his series. <laughs> oh, no. That one no. comes that one's not me. That's from the chat. Thanks. Thanks, chat. On, so, mean. so mean. So <laughs> mean. Nice. <laughs> name me, you coward. Alright, fine, Professor Rye. I will name you. <laughs> I will call you out. Professor Rye. Patron Professor Rye, <laughs> come, come, at, come at me, bro. <laughs> speaking of patrons, you're the whole reason we can get away with this nonsense Absolutely. week in, week out. Absolutely. Yep. We love you guys. So big thank you to Daniel H., Alex P., James K., John B., Jennifer R., Robotnik Holmes, Samuel P., Sam Cybercat, Torchbound, Mike B., Couplin Crew 128, DK, Do Is This Den, Dave, M., 
Andrew D. Off, Salute Your Cat, Scruffy Matt, Jane Frost, Chris A., Sony, Hero of Light 13, John M., Noni, Jib, Don B., Yami M., Ryan D., Lee H. K., Lisa M., Chevelle, Blue Title Gamer, Invade Turbo Tunis, Ben W., Fionan M., Tick Tick, Final Neil, Xanderoni the Painter, Jonathan D., Fire Red XY, Dabber the Dalek, Chaos Universe, Sonic Legacy, Godzilla, Nemrick, Daniel B., Pedanti Cat, Solaris Stain, Dove, Red the Super Namek, Pandolce, the name is X. Why is my scroll wheel freaking out? Quaggle Gaggle, Chad, Nathan J, Ava Arctic, Jennifer H, Les, Preston M, Axis, Alphamon, or you can press Professor Rye, you villain. Sapphire <laughs> Scarletta, Cameron H, Noah S, Chase L, Scurvy Pirate Hog, Cordero Highwind, Red W, Joey the Sonic Fan, Callum Q, Kimiko, Radri, Owen BD, Natra 14, Just a Mountain Soul, Ty H, Maddie H, Turbo, Crooker, N Zephyr, KJB, Lewis J, Mox, and Tails, Dreamboaten, Rusty Cook, Four Sonic Fan, Chaos Voltage, Techno Cinema, Derusival, Jolene B, Expired Bread 13, The Marble Gardener, Lacey M, Unlikely Veronica, Spiral Warrior, Alex 120, Goosey Tantai, Agent Kaz, Saturn Flicky, and Sprites Forever. <laughs> I do love that name, the Marble Gardener. It's a very good. Oh, one. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's lots of good names among our patrons. You've been. Oh I mean, yeah, especially. all of you guys are awesome. But yeah, Quaggle Gaggle. Quaggle that's, Gaggle is a lot of fun. That's yes. Just fun. <laughs> yeah, yes. Even if you don't have a funny or creative name, it's all good. We love you just the same. Well, it's easier to get all 100 names plus red every time when i'm not laughing or trying to figure out how it's pronounced but you know what they're all good they're all special in their own way yes you're all wonderful that's going to wrap us up for the standard edition of the bumblecast q a join us friday for a special patron sponsored guest episode and then we will see you monday for more priority q a until then be good to yourselves be good to each other and we will see you next time on the bumblecast so many questions. The questions that keep on coming. And they don't stop coming. Ugh. You've been listening to The Bumblecast, a co-production of Bumble King Comics and the KNGI Network. Original theme music composed by Ken Coda Snyder. Remixed intro by T-Lopes. Find out more information, along with podcast feeder links, MP3 downloads, and more at bumbleking.com and kngi.org. a spider in my pc you, you i don't know maybe i live in the desert so there probably is a spider in there scorpion yeah yeah or a spider scorpion or a spider portion